Hi, I'm Gabe. And I'm Kat. And we're we're the the Ghouls Ghouls Next Next Door. And this is episode 18. We made it pretty far now. We've made all of the episodes. All 18 of them. Are you sick of us now? (laughs) No. Probably. We're we're sick. We're a little sick after the experiences we've... Um, We watched very disturbing movies that made us feel somewhat physically and emotionally sick. All thanks oh, yes. to our special guest. Yes, we are joined by my good friends and my coworker Debbie. Hello, hi Deb. Sorry, <laughs> you're not sorry. No. <laughs> she shared with us quite the experience, and it uh, really. Let me. I'm trying to think of what to how to explain it. Um. It was different. It was new. It really makes you think while still being really uncomfortable. Um, We explored uh, David Cronenberg. Yep. uh, Because Dev gets super hype when talking about him (laughs) and his work. Hilarious. (laughs) Just gets super excited. So we brought her to share that excitement um, and explain why. Uh, she loves him and what makes him really unique um, and why he's a very interesting director um, in kind of our lifetimes and kind of explore this body gore horror mm-hmm. that uh, we have now discovered. And I thought that I was a fan of gore <laughs> and, and have usually said just so. like things uncomfortable. Uh, yeah. 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 I'm usually pretty... Pr- like, a, it's kind of my thing. Yeah. Like, eventually, Kat's going to be subjected to Eli Roth, which is I've one of my favorite Eli directors. Yeah. And he did things like Hostel and Cabin Fever. So it's just, like, very gory. It's, it's um, what do they call it? Realistic, though? Yeah, I think yeah. that's yeah. the difference. Yeah. I think it's gore in the realistic sense, where mm-hmm. this is more gore in the uncomfortable and abstract yeah yeah and that's the whole point of it's it. like it's gory and weird but it's because stuff isn't supposed to be that way mm-hmm. we're like yeah Eli Roth stuff's it's not supposed to be that way like morally <laughs> yeah like you shouldn't do In that terms to of, like people. what you want to happen but it's definitely like fa- fathomable fa- fathomable fathomable yes yes words you're good Words at and stuff and things. You know how I do. You're good at it. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, we brought Deb to one, explain herself. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that your favorite thing? Why? Well, I just need to know. I was brought up on a lot of uh, mainstream TV. Mm-hmm. And um, as a very young child, my first concept of God was a big TV set in the sky and everybody had their own channel. That's amazing. Honest. That's really cool, actually. Wow. That's <laughs> pretty cool, yeah. So the TV that I was brought up on was pretty lame. You know, um, a lot of soap operas and sitcoms. and But the way that we watched it as a family was to, like, really tear it apart and kind of, like, look beyond the screen, right? So mm-hmm. um, I was just really excited by seeing this kind of... Uh, movie, you know, where it just turned everything kind of inside out and upside down and made you look at reality and the way things are in the world and media. And this is before, you know, I was inching my way toward working in media. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. But it was also helping direct me toward, you know, the kind of media that I wanted to be a part of, 
you know, so it really did help shape me, I think. Yeah, I mean... Cronenberg made a lot of movies. And oh, they, yes. They were fun to follow. <laughs> yes, there's a lot. We were like, me and Kat were able to get through, we watched three. Of three. Them? Yeah. We attempted a fourth. Mm-hmm. And that got turned yeah, off. It was about binge it. watching. You cannot binge watch. Oh, no, it was. It was. I don't think no. we were binge watching at that point. I think it was like that was one of the we watched the one we Existence last Extends. week, like last week. And then I think it was yesterday or the day before where we tried to watch a uh, naked. Lunch. lunch, lunch, naked lunch, lunch. <laughs> not kitchen. That's different. <laughs> naked lunch. <laughs> kitchen would be a different thing. Um, and yeah, about. 10 15 minutes in we're very... like nah i can't not because it like wasn't interesting but because the specific visuals were just like too much yeah where wow. i was just like i can't it definitely triggered handle this things. i need this to go away yeah. and it's either the tv goes off or i leave and i just feel it really strongly yes turn so off like, the tv yeah like, <laughs> yes, honestly it was it was very it upsetting. didn't make you want to go like write a book. No, <laughs> no, no, get out no. the typewriter. No. Oh my god! <laughs> I mean, it made me not want to watch TV ever again, and instead only read books. <laughs> yeah, I don't have visuals of things like that. Yeah, but, um, I, I definitely feel like with Cronenberg, because a, a, a lot of, if not most of his movies, are made from books. So, like thinking of these, like when I'm watching them, I'm just thinking, like, what are the plots of these books, and how are they described to you? in such a complex way that he can turn it into that on screen is really interesting to me. Cause I'm just like, that's, it's so just vivid and grotesque. It's mm-hmm. like, how do you describe that? And of course I haven't read Kafka either. So I, I oh, don't yeah, really have bug a analogy. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not super familiar with reading something that does have kind of weird, normalized, like grotesque scenarios. Especially with insects. Yeah, what was interesting I noticed in watching all the films is trying to figure out what their reality is, too. Because it was always different than ours. I feel like I was like in a Twilight Zone episode where I was like trying to figure out what the normal was so that I could mm-hmm. be like... Because I was like, I know their normal is not my normal. Yeah, yes. I yes. need to know what their normal is so that I can evaluate how strange everything is. Mm-hmm. You just described how I felt when I was a teenager. Yeah. Like, <laughs> what is everyone else's normal? Like, what, are, what are they doing? And how do I fit in here? How do I pretend? <laughs> yeah. It's it's. And then my it relationship was... with my body was like not really, you know, a healthy one. You know, mm-hmm. it's kind of like everything kind of grossed me out. Like just, just uh, not really being okay. You know, with like mm-hmm. being in my own skin. You know, and this he just like turns that. Yeah, you know, he makes all here. skin disgusting. So then, every you know, skin that's ever I'm been. good. Everybody is gross. Comparatively. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Everyone's gross <laughs> and it's funny. okay. Oh my god. We're gross together. <laughs> I think it's funny, yeah, that you you mentioned their reality, because I was reading like some interviews with David Cronenberg, and there's like a scene in a film. I can't um I'm missing the the name right now, but there's like a scene where like a sex scene and mm-hmm. the actress at the time of filmmaking of filmmaking was had been j- 
just gave birth to a child, so she was breastfeeding. Mm. And so during the sex scene, he like did something to her breast and like milk <laughs> shot oh. out of her breast and like flew across the screen, right? And he was like, it was like the most amazing thing that's ever happened to them. And they were like, this is such a crazy we thing. We didn't and even was, have to make that yeah, happen. But then it, was it was like crazy, right? But then he was like, but we didn't put it in there. And he was like, not because we were censoring it, but because it didn't make any sense in the lore of this world. Like the character wasn't pregnant or breastfeeding yeah. or anything like that. There so no reason for there's that to no be a reason time. for her to just be spewing out milk. <clears throat> so it was funny because like thinking about how absurd the reality is of like these worlds that he's creating where there's this man who is essentially like like becoming this gun that his skin and the gun are melding together that's a reality that's okay that's acceptable but a woman who just spontaneously lactates during a sexual encounter is not allowed. It just breaks <laughs> the narrative. So I think it's really funny that he has like these these rules. Well, he seems very like staunch in whatever the reality he is that he, that he created. Mm -hmm. That he's intentional about it and that like there is a reason for it and you cannot alter it because then otherwise it affects like the believability, I guess, of it, which none of it's believable. Right. <laughs> I guess in terms of the understanding and like cleverness of it, you have to stick to the narrative you put forth. Yes. And you cannot stray. But yeah, it was really interesting, like, noticing all the different kinds of rules that were in place within, like, the TV society and being like, I know none of this. That's why half of the movie, my face is just like, what? And it, like, adjusts that. after, like, 30 minutes where I'm just like, okay, I guess I kind of get what's normal now. But everything's still really not okay. But, like, the entire time, if you looked over at me, my oh, face was like. I couldn't because my face was like this? that. And I yeah. couldn't see things. We definitely spent the, the first 10 minutes and the only 10 minutes we watched of Naked Lunch just, like, peeking through our fingers. And so it definitely triggered, like, my trypophobia, which is, like, the fear of, like, holes and gashes and oh. just things that kind of yeah. trigger a part in, like, your, like, in yeah. deep recesses of your mind where you're like, you should stay away from people if they have open sores. Oh, you should definitely stay away from Cronenberg. Yeah, yeah it was yeah. definitely a lot of that where it's like, oh! Because oh, it was lots like of holes. humans. It was so like there were so many things where it's just like why, mm -hmm. and like that's what you want to deal with the TV. Like it wasn't. I was scared. It was just like get why off, turn away. <laughs> this is not what I need. TV. Yes. And it was also like you couldn't look away. Well, mm -hmm. I did I like that because it, often we'll be watching television and be really numb to like very real things that are going on. So, mm -hmm. you know, to be that grossed out by something that's obviously so fake, but it physically makes you cringe, you know, yeah. it's like it, I feel like it sensitizes me, you know? Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Taking real things and making them gross once again. Thank you, Cronenberg. Mm-hmm. 50 years later. No, actually, he was in the well, 70s and 80s. Just kidding. Yeah, That's no, not he's dealing with much more real themes, more psychological thriller, horror mm -hmm. um, later on. talking about david cronenberg who is a canadian director from toronto which in is, canada 
Did you know Toronto's in Canada? <laughs> yeah, that's why I said Canadian. <laughs> North American. He's North American. Uh, so uh, David Cronenberg is this pioneer of the body horror genre, um, which is this film genre, horror horror genre, that revolves around grotesque bodily manipulations and then also like body imagery mm-hmm. imposed over technology or in places that shouldn't be so then it causes like um people to to feel uncomfortable so it's that there's like anything that that makes you weirded out so infections and other kinds of things but it's all intertwined to kind of give you this like psychological thrill as well and makes you think because you're you're on end on edge and um just kind of traumatized by what you're seeing but it's also making you think like why why is this happening what Mm -hmm. why are you putting me through this and usually there's a good reason um and that's kind of his main thing so he kind of got a lot of attention in the first half of his career with um, this horror and science fiction uh, with films such as Scanners in 1981 and Videodrome, which we'll talk about from 1983. And then he's since, um, as Deb was saying before, it kind of moved into different genres, but still keeping that thoughtfulness and like making you criticize what you're watching and really think about how we take in media and how it affects us while also indulging in media. Very ironic. Yeah. He's ironic. like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Ironic, uncomfortable. There's a lot of elements. <laughs> yes. Um, he has also redone The Fly. Um, he takes a lot of uh, books that would have otherwise seemed impossible to put onto the screen and taken that as a challenge and made them into s- something quite impactful, like Naked Lunch, which is from one of his favorite dir- um, writers. William That's Burris. Something I found that when I was looking into him, because there's a lot of just like interviews with him, and I find he's really level-headed and very interesting and like people are like you're really gross and he's like no no i'm really fine like he's like the movie's gross i made a movie i thought it'd be great that's just how i feel and everyone's just like why are you disgusting and he's like wow i didn't think i was but okay it's um, kind of like commentary <laughs> on the world yeah that's maybe all, you should guys. look right uh but Open uh something i found yes. interesting <laughs> was he originally went to school in Toronto for biology, like some other scientific things. dissecting things. Yeah, well, yes, he enjoyed dissecting things. But the reason why he didn't continue to pursue that was that he didn't like, like the other students. Like he didn't like this community that he was in being this like biologist and like working in like the science field. He was just like, didn't get any love or admiration for it like he just didn't feel comfortable in it Mm -hmm. and so that kind of drove him later to the screen and kind of like he didn't learn filmmaking in school but it kind of showed him that that's not the path he wanted and like thinking of why but that's what kind of why I think he has such a unique way of seeing like flesh and the body is because kind of was in it (laughs) you know he was like already kind of studying that to begin with so that's pretty cool he's used to guts (laughs) yes um there is uh like i said i read a bunch of interviews with him in one where the guy was just like you know do you have like horrible nightmares like why do you have so many 
like terrible things in your head and um essentially was just like why is your imagination so horrifying and he replied uh my imagination is not full of horrors at all. This is a misunderstanding of what my movies are. First of all, I think all my movies are funny. Not everything in them is funny, but they are all full of humor. And second, it's not really my imagination. Anybody looking at the news on the internet or in a newspaper, mm. there's horror there every day. Compared with that, my imagination is a wonderful playground. So I don't feel that my imagination is a place of horror at all, which is exactly what his films are like when you're thinking of it that way it's yeah. like yeah it's grotesque it's horrible but it's it's also unrealistic you know it's it's also obviously a commentary and it is really funny in that it's very hokey and like kind of slapstick in a way yeah i mean a lot of it's not like you're not scared of it because you think it could happen or because like it seems real you're scared of it because it's just like the thing that's in front of you you're just like oh, i just didn't want to look at that and then it's usually talking about like intense like things there's an emotional situation always at hand hmm. and like that's i guess what people might find scary about it but i would agree that it's not like horror in the sense that i generally think of horror i'm not like oh my god fear and nightmares like that's not what i'm thinking i was like no. oh god this is just like a lot and a lot of emotions about it and i kind of need it to go away but also it's like really like what is happening so, like, that part's funny. I think that part, like, the absurdity. Oh, yes. If there was less of the specific images, <laughs> I would think it was fucking hilarious. And I would be losing some pretty my mind the entire too. time. Yes. I'd yes. be like, what? what is? Th-? I would think it was so funny. It'd be like an adult swim, late night, like, what is happening thing. But I think because of the specific ways of, like, morphing human parts with robot parts and like things that just you just don't want to happen like you're just like when he's dealing it. with some pretty serious subject matter underneath yeah, it all too yeah that's true but mm. it, but it is a fun experience like just watching that together with with you two um <laughs> you know with it sometimes cutting out and then with your questions being answered <laughs> yeah. to it so like funny. that was fun yeah and it's I, trippy for sure very trippy and i think it's also um it's not very subtle like because there's no, like no, there's not. all Definitely this not. Like it was trying to be <laughs> no it's like all this crazy Here stuff is happening and you have like you know this very grotesque imagery and in, in in uncomfortable kind of situations but then meanwhile like people are just literally just like tv is bad for you um we're all slaves to the tv like we need it it's cancerous in your brain or like the video games like they're like we don't know what reality is anymore and everyone is desensitized like he's literally like with it he's just walking around with the moral of the film just like hey here it is and you're just like over here like (laughs) (laughs) and then they're like no hey wait pay attention this is what the theme is and you're just like i hate this i just want to cry and then you're like also i learned a lesson a valuable one about tv while watching tv yeah i would think it's, i thought like that a visceral was, one yeah. <laughs> yeah. it was just like funny like i agree with that he's just like blatantly be, he's not subtle at all he's just like this no. is the thing <laughs> this is what's wrong 
But also, look at this weird bug that kind of looks like it has a vagina. I don't really know what's happening. Pour poison into it, because that's and the thing. And then touch it. And then touch it a bunch. And it's just like, it's saying a lot of really important stuff. But you was. just can't not look at this part where you're just so uncomfortable. Where it's just like blandly saying really important stuff. And then like making you also look at like the worst thing you've ever seen. Yeah. Yes. So I guess, oh my God, is that an epiphany? Yeah. So you know how your brain saves memories because they're traumatic? Oh, my God. David. He wants us to save the messages he's giving us by oh traumatizing us with the images. So he they stick with us forever. They do. He's Videodrome. Because yeah. Videodrome, they said it Yo. starts off with the oh S and M. You had to have the violence. My mind was just blown. I totally get him now. He's a genius. He's a genius. <laughs> this is why you've never forgotten him is because he says the most important He says the most important thing and then throws something so traumatic in front of you that you will never forget that most important thing because it's associated with something oh my god awful yes forever in my brain like that horrible he's cockroach. a genius that's so gross it was like <sighs> your wife is a spy and maybe isn't even human like Probably all that was so secondary because it was like meanwhile he's just like slowly <laughs> fingering the wound of this talking <laughs> bug creature that's oh, not even talking so from a mouth where it's it should be talking kill him for some it it's like oh, kill was, everything so your wife many. is an alien and he's we just have like, to read it yeah, oh my god i really do want to if anything it has definitely <laughs> made me want to pick up all of these books like i'm like need to read them i need I, a I, non-visual representation of this message yeah. please the book doesn't have judy davis in it so that's, that's oh, true. Yeah. <laughs> i will say i also am very uh surprised every time because like you know, and I, I had mentioned this to, to Deb before, was when we were watching um, Existence, it has Jude Law, and he's mm -hmm. really young. And then it has Jennifer Jason Lee. He's got great people in his film. <laughs> he's yeah. like big names. And, and I'm just like, I remember seeing that and being like, what? <laughs> that person's like really famous. And this movie is very strange. <laughs> I just wouldn't have put these two How'd together. Jude, what are you Catch doing? Catch him while they're young. He has like good like mm -hmm. insight for who's going to get real famous later. And it's just, yeah. Yeah. Cause I want to hear interviews from all the actors that participated in his movies that are now like doing like pretty like mainstream bland movies. They're like pretty normal, like nothing to get like upset over and just be like, what was it like? Just like, being an extends like, or like or any other being one of those. murdered by a television program bondy yeah what are you doing it'd be so interesting to just hear like what motivated one them wanting to do that but then also how has their career been it. very different since i would do it i would imagine that he would be a good director to work with i don't know why i just I think it'd be fun. Yeah. yeah. I think he has like a good vision. He's not like trying to like upset anybody. I don't think in like the you're there type of sense. It's more so yeah. it's artistic. If anyone's yeah. working on it, they're thinking they're doing something. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not a nothing film. It's like, oh God, this is a time. <laughs> like you, people are going to remember this. Yeah. Because yeah. like, like a statement. there's like the, there are films where the directors are just horrible because they're trying to get like 
these reactions from their actors like you're thinking like the shining i forget the actress's name but she was absolutely traumatized Mm. on set like she was like verbally assaulted just like tormented wasn't allowed to sleep like he drove her mad on purpose so that she would give that crazy performance but she like hasn't really acted anything since like she was like i almost just like quit everything and just ran away forever because he was just absolutely traumatizing to her it's uh i yeah i agree that i think he's probably really good on film like like behind the camera like he's probably very kind of positive and is probably just as excited as everyone else to see what happens and how it works and like just to see people react naturally this is the thing that was in my brain and now it's real oh my god everyone gets to experience this now yeah and he's just like he's like this is normal i'm normal this isn't horrifying i'm funny and everyone's learn my reality it's fine we're your friend. <laughs> we <laughs> like it's, you. it's okay. <laughs> yeah. But Kat, tell us about specifically body horror films. Well, I mean, honestly, after learning more about him, I feel like they bunched way too much into that category. Where, like his were like really intentional and like smart. But then they also threw like human centipede in there. <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah, in that category i don't know what that's trying or it's to tell like you. i don't know what's human centipede. i'm sure there's like some guys like i'm really smart and i know all about the really intellectual pieces of human centipede where they sew humans together from mouth to butt like i don't <laughs> there's some it's learning butt. to do there there's a commentary on the world maybe it is i don't want to know mm-hmm. well i've uh, never seen anything like it his movies when i saw them i mean it may- reminded me of different things mm-hmm. yeah but- I'm curious to know, like, what yeah. else is in that I think they yeah. called genre. him the pioneer for a reason. I mean, he's the yeah. one who kind of started the idea. And then these people kind of took it and either respected where they took it or took it somewhere you just kind of didn't want it to go. So mm-hmm. the idea is mostly that, like, anything involving your physical body, doing just, like, real messed up stuff with it. Stuff that doesn't seem normal or natural. Stuff that, like, you probably wouldn't even think to do with a body. And it's happening now, and you have to watch it on a TV. Um, that's the the gist of gist. what was explained to me. Mm-hmm. Um, also, fun fact, David Cronenberg's son yes. made a very famous, apparently, film. I don't know if it's actually very famous, but he's also in the body mm-hmm. horror. That was a viral, antiviral. Antiviral, yeah. Mm-hmm. He also branched out and became a mm-hmm. director of some scary body horror-themed films. I love when it's a... Like a generation thing. Like Steve, I love Stephen King, and then I love Joe Hill, who's his son, who's equally just as good at making horror short stories, and I like not Joe even Hill better. Yeah, I, like I, I enjoy even some of the stuff that aren't horror, like the stuff that he has that are just like about normal people. And I'm like, well, you're amazing. And then meanwhile, yeah. Stephen's just like, kids do fucked up shit and have to trauma be traumatized. And you're like, Stephen. So that's yeah. that's a different time, but I like Race it when sons do just as well or daughters. So what's her name? Sophia. What's her Coppola. Name? Coppola. Yeah, she's great. I like her even more than her dad. So yeah, she's intergenerational dope. talents. Mm-hmm. Woo! Inherit it. Um, but maybe don't do body horror unless you're going to be really smart and intentional and good about, about it. it. And yeah. Funny. And yeah. funny, don't be so serious. But a lot of it, I mean, it seems like it's all about like mutilation, essentially, and things like you don't want to happen, happen. And sometimes they're creative about why and sometimes they're not. But the genre itself is kind of wrapped in all of those mm-hmm. 
elements. So you have things like human centipede on there or one thing. Now I feel like we have to watch is Tusk. You said you've already seen it. That's Kevin Smith, isn't it? It's Kevin Smith. Yes. Which means we really do. So it's called Tusk. It's about a man who's like a podcast person Uh who is kidnapped and taken to some place far away. Um, And then the man turns him into a human walrus. That's the yeah, whole thing, that's the thing is that he uses, he makes a walrus skin out of human skin and then sews it's the man into it. And then he is a human walrus. Huh. I am the walrus. I don't know why. Because he I really likes the Beatles. Know. No, I need it's to know. It's because he really loves the Beatles. No, but probably. I need to know why that this film exists. It got a lot of attention. And that hmm. a person like, Who's famous, like, like Justin Long, festivals. is in a walrus now? Like, I need <laughs> well, to know. And that's definitely and body that is num- Like, I looked up, like, top 50 films. It was number one at the top. Mm. Like, in terms of just, like, what? So what <laughs> so would you call, like, that movie Lobster? What is Lobster? Is, isn't that the name of it? Where um, they turn people into lobsters in the movie, but they never actually turn into a lobster. So it's kind of like the antibody uh, horror. Mm. It's like it's just the idea of it, but it doesn't actually really happen. And you're you're mm. supposed to believe it, even though it's not being shown to you. That's mm. like that episode of Twilight Zone yeah. with the people, and they're like, "You're so ugly," and we keep trying to fix you. And then they take the bandages off, and she just looks normal like us, and right. everyone looks really gross. Like and they're like, "You're faces. hideous." Yeah. It's like beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Mm-hmm. Totally gave it one. away right in the title. You were like, "Okay, <laughs> I know, know something's gonna know be weird happening. about this." <laughs> but um, yeah, it's just uh, honestly the what I got from it is that they've bracketed a lot of movies into this category because of the level of mutilation or like uncomfortableness you get with something that just shouldn't happen, mm-hmm. like turning people into something that. Or be, technology or looking te- like people. Yeah, technology melding together with people. Like making something that is from human and making it very not human. What have we become? Sh- yeah, very much like that. Or like, and then also like demonizing it. At least I noticed in Cronenberg's film is that it was always death to whatever. Yeah. And it was always like demonized, whatever the other thing was. Where specifically they say demoness in existence. But it's also like, are you Both saying sides. the title wrong? Existence? It's existence. Yeah. It's not extends. No, it's existence. <laughs> I think that's like, like a exter- kind of... Exterior. It's like a yeah. game title for um, existentialism. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> ah, I get if it. existentialism ah. was a video game. <laughs> yeah. Cronenberg, you got me again with your smarts. Damn it, Cronenberg. Right. But yeah. Cronenberg. You're creating monsters and weapons out of human body parts. Yeah. That's the gist It's very cool. This entire, the whole time you're describing body horror, no one could see me, but I just was shaking my head the whole time because that's how I feel about it. It's just, (laughs) (laughs) I I think that the, because like what happens with the bodies were really uncomfortable, but I think what really got me in existence specifically is like the technology and how it's it's fleshy. And the same thing with yeah. like the TV in Videodrome when it would start to move and then it took on like a flesh-like color. That's when it like, that was like a line that was drawn for me. Because before it was like, okay, it's a little weird. But then as soon as it gets like a fleshy tone, I'm like, no, drop it. I'm done. Put it away. Yeah. Because then it makes it a much more intimate relationship. Yeah. 
It's just like that whole thing of like what makes us human. Is it our skin? No, it's our brains, I think. Yeah. Mm. Or our soul or something. We'll get there. category films yeah so we watched some movies by this guy as you know we do sometimes mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so we watched video drum like five minutes ago yeah and or tried to <laughs> yeah it was <laughs> it giving was us a little we were bit getting of a trouble. weird signal interruption yeah it was definitely doing some weird stuff it took me way too long to realize that that was james woods it said his name in the beginning. I was not paying and attention. And then you made the ooh piece of candy joke and it still didn't hit me. And then he just said something. And I was like, whoa, I didn't know what that's what he looked like. He looks just in like this, this young person time. Yeah. His hands were weird. Well, that's my only thing I'll say on that. Continue with the rest of the so, commentary. <laughs> his hands were a gun. Like his hands. His <laughs> It did too much with them. <laughs> so Videodrome is a film from 1983 by Cronenberg. And it follows Max Wren, who is the uh, executive of a TV station that is scandalous. And that it yeah. has s- programming that we wouldn't allow on our channel. Yeah. <laughs> but it's he both. still calls it Civic. Yes, yeah, Civic TV. Yeah. Uh, with the, What does it say? Your friend in the night or something accompanying you to in take the night. you to bed. Uh, so it, the the synopsis says that when Max Rand acquires a different kind of show for his station, a sleazy cable TV programmer begins to see his life and the future of media spin out of control in a terrifying new reality. Yeah, so there's a lot of uh, hallucin- hallucinations and, um, you know violence and sexualized violence and piercing ears while they're having sex for some reason and before piercing was popular yeah yeah it's very interesting it definitely and when you're looking back at it like us looking at it now it seems kind of like bizarre and kind of silly whereas i can see how it was absurd back then because the whole premise is like we're going to become desensitized. Like we're going to have these crazy things on TV and people aren't going to react to them the way Signals they used to. Signals are going to cause brain tumors. Yeah. There's all these things that are like, he's obviously reacting to, to, yeah. to that part in Playing the eighties when yeah. it was kind of picking up steam. But now it's like, we have like game of Thrones where the entire first season was just sex and violence. It was gratuitous. Like it, it people complained because they're like, this is not at all like what it is. It got significantly better. There's actually like a storyline. Yeah, but they were like, hey, HBO, we know that you like softcore porn, but can yeah, you chill a little? There would just be like yeah. an important dialogue happening like on the right hand screen. And then on the left is just like two lesbian like prostitutes. And you're like, why? They have nothing to do with this scene. And people were like, this is stupid. So like he called it and then that like. Well, then it wasn't titillating. Like, he didn't do it in a way where it was pornographic. It wasn't titillating? Yeah. In (laughs) titillating. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We can say that that word. word. (laughs) Titillating? Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, we are one. Um, yeah. yeah, it it definitely was like I can see how he saw us moving in a specific direction mm-hmm. and then being like, look at how crazy life is going to get. And I mean, he's not that yeah, wrong. Sex sells. This is what it's going to be. Sleaze is going to just be the norm. Yeah. And it kind of is. Not in like the turning into hands and live action murder, I guess. That's not on the dark web. Yeah. Well, like, like yeah, I mentioned it that we like Videodrome is supposed to be this kind of like dark web version <laughs> like you know where it's it's a video that you would find and it's questionable whether or not it's real and it very well could be and that exists on the dark web like you can find videos of people being murdered if you really yeah. were inclined to see that and i don't like recommend never yeah, seen one myself don't but like also like don't 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 watch um, people i'm murdered. pretty sure it's illegal you have to like pay money to like get in there and it's like still you go to jail for witnessing it mm-hmm yeah, so mm-hmm. like bad times, don't do that. This was a movie, though, however, yes. <laughs> about yes. this idea and kind of envisioning where we would go. And so, uh, <laughs> or lack thereof, I guess. Dev definitely recommended this one specifically. We got to pick the other ones that we wanted to watch, but this was her choice. Um, so, why don't you tell us why this one is so important to you? Well, as I said, you know, as, um, I had this idea of, our um, society, you know, being uh, of television, you know, and that landscape was really limited, you know, in my experience of what was on TV and in just um, wanting to have a healthier relationship with the effect that media was having on me you know, this was a little bit of a breakthrough, you know, just kind of like exploded my brain a little bit at that age and just opened it up to like what the possibilities might be, you know, beyond what my experience had been. So it was, it was, it it had a big impact on the way that I, you know, watched. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Because it's, it becomes very real. And then you become very aware of how you, just take in technology and the media. Yeah, but I think it's like, I don't know, if all I ever had to watch, you were saying like all you had was like landish TV, but then also like the news was violent, essentially, is what you were saying. Yeah. About your childhood. And, and I that, didn't like, see myself on television. I didn't yeah. really see a representation. You know, it was like very limited view. And, you know, the kinds of messages that were being sent were very oppressive. And, you know, it was hard to find... Um, I guess, you know, like what I was looking for. I mean, fortunately, I was exposed to, you know, a lot of like literature and art and music yeah. you know, and, and movies like my parents did not censor what we watched with movies. Like we would go to the drive in all the time and we would see, you know, they, they wouldn't know what The Graduate was about. And we'd be in like in the back seat, you know, eating our mm-hmm. popcorn. And <laughs> <just> like, <laughs> we'd be digging the music, you know, I don't know. <laughs> or like that's where I saw, you know, in the drive-in, like the 2001 Space Odyssey, you know, in oh, the back wow. seat of a car. And like that had a major impact on me too, you mm-hmm. know. So it's just, it wasn't like the only film, you know, that was affecting, you know, the way that I was leaning toward um, making media, mm-hmm. um, and, and maybe being a part of, you know, um, you know, changing the direction that media was going in term, you know, commercially. Like, yeah. Making people think. 
instead of just like throwing blandness at them. I don't know. Content. Yeah, instead yeah. of yeah, subduing us. Yeah. And then you said, so this one kind of like got you kind of hooked into him because then you, you've watched quite a few of his films. Like, what are some of your favorites and why? Well, I, th- I think I saw Scanners first, and that oh. was just like, it was so fun. You know, because <laughs> heads exploding. Cause that's you just know. like sometimes I would feel like I, my head was just going to explode, you know, and then he would do it, right? So yeah. this is so gratifying. It's <laughs> just, just like too many people, too many thoughts. Brains yes. can actually combust. So well, true. you know, and the yeah. untapped power of human potential. I mean, really. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes, and there's so many of them. Yeah, it he yeah, it was very surprising that we hadn't seen him before. Well, and I was skeptical too. You know, it's like I wasn't buying in right away, like to a lot of um, stuff that was being sold to me. You know, and so it was just it was reaffirming that you know this, this kind of the um, film after film. Like I was just look for the next one and that he was coming out with. Yeah, so. see what what did he get into now? Yeah. <laughs> um, the other film that we watched uh, was Exosense, which mm-hmm. we've mentioned a few times. Um, so this is a film where a game designer on the run from assassins must play her latest virtual reality creation with a marketing trainee to determine if the game has been damaged. But it's much more than that. Um, yeah, no, it was very, <laughs> very intense. Um, I, I think the biggest thing was me in like our world now. Seeing it now, I couldn't mm-hmm. even imagine seeing it like when it first came out. But seeing it like now, when virtual reality is like a thing, and like that is like stuff that people are so excited about, like they're getting uh-huh. all buying all the virtual reality games, and yes. like the whole thing of that movie is like, guys, though, your reality is gonna be all skewed. You're not gonna like real life anymore, and that's mm-hmm. like there's so many games where you have these fake lives. You're like, not gonna I'm, know if you really kill somebody. Yeah, like for like it's honestly like these are real things that he mm-hmm. was just like, yeah, that's going to happen. Yeah. But that's like a real thing now. It's a real thing. Well, and I loved it's in crazy. that one how, you know, you think of virtual reality being like this clean, pristine kind of antiseptic. Uh, what do you call it? You know, like you're safe. It's yeah, not real. <laughs> like, but actually you're inserting these weird like things a car into you. Oh my God, it was so gross. (laughs) You know what really got me in that movie? Not to like go, I mean, he gets real graphic, so might as well, right? Um, When the first scene where they're like hooking up, Jude Law and the lady from... Mm -hmm. uh, Jennifer Jason Lee. Jennifer Jason Lee from that show we watch. Mm -hmm. Atypical. Atypical. Um, That when they were having sex, they weren't having sex like normal. They were having sex in the video ports. And it was like very upsetting for me. I was just like... No, that's not what they're doing. No, no, no. God. All right. We have to watch this rest of the way now. Oh, my God. Like, no. It was so upsetting. I was just like, do not put any part of you in there. I mean, it's so sexual. Yeah. It was so weird. And I just remember that being very jarred by that. We don't have to include that in anything. I'm just saying. No, no. I me. thought it was very yeah, important. Yeah, it is upsetting. I think that's... <laughs> I, I'm... I'm... Um, Heartened that you were upset by that. (laughs) I mean, it's not my biggest takeaway. There were a lot of really great parts of that movie that were really, like, smart and cool. And I think really are relevant today in games where literally you're killing people all the time. Or you have a second reality, second life, like, that exists online. Or, um, 
you know, you get real into like Skyrim or World of Warcraft. Like those games become obsessive. Exactly. I know I've played Skyrim for over 12 hours at a time because I have no self-control and that's a reality. Well, it's not and then you go back you to real no life. It's because you're human and they're designed to tap yeah. into that part of the human brain. And then it's literally you go back into real life and you just want to go back home and play. Like that's a thing I've experienced where I'll be like at work. I'll be like, I just really want to play Grand Theft Auto. I have to be here. Go kill somebody. And like, yeah. eventually it'll wear off and I'll go back to like normal life. But like, it's a thing. And he's really smart. Like how long ago that movie was made. Was it really that long? Was, this, was that in the yes. 80s as well? I think so. I yeah. Think they, like he just really called it. Yeah. And I think it was, because it's virtual reality, um, but the the technology looks like it's an umbilical cord and it's like it's giving you life. Yeah. Man. That you're f like feeding off of this thing and it becomes a part of you. It's inserted into your spine and this little hole, which is what Kat was talking about earlier. And I'm there's sorry, this there really was no context before I made that really intense comment <laughs> and it was very upsetting to me. There's like a really gross part where Jude Law's character is like making sure hers is like fine or whatever. And then he licked it. And it was the worst oh thing God, I've ever was. seen in my life. Oh, my God. Yeah, no, it was really <laughs> it was bad. Horrible. And then just set up for, like, whatever else happens in this film is okay. But it was also gross in the... Uh, <laughs> the, the sexualization so of this thing that was, like, for video games. It was very upsetting. Um, there's also the, the bone gun. <laughs> yeah. So Aww. that's something that wouldn't have... You know, that's a gun. It's a weapon, but it's made of bones. Like and then it's, like, him when he's making it, and he's just, like... Place, like eating this he's disgusting like, this is fish disgusting, but I can't and he pulls out myself. the teeth and she's like are those yours and he's just like no I have perfect teeth and I was like you're British that doesn't make sense <laughs> I mean, have you seen Jude Law <laughs> like what are you doing uh, but, he's flawless uh, yeah I just thought it was really it, as I thought it was a good choice for us to watch because we're we're gamers mm -hmm. and so we know what it's like to get hooked on something and spend hours and hours like I mean even just like I spent a lot of my youth just playing The Sims, which is just simulated yeah, normal people lives, more or less. And I would spend just hours in like an ent like entire weekends where me and my best friend would literally just be sitting next to each other on computers, just playing normal people who we have to make sure they eat and that they go to bed on time and that they went to I work. The Sims. And, but it was addicting and it was that boring. And it makes me think of like surrogates with Bruce I mean, Willis. I played Stardew Valley for 107 hours in the yeah. past like four months. There's a game like Second a Life. That, I played Second Life. Yeah, Second Life where people literally just have the second life and they can be whatever fun. they want. And like people have gone like crazy over that. Mm -hmm. And like if you like I think there was like a story in like a newspaper somewhere. It could be an urban legend, but that someone something happened in the game and they had lost like all their money or something. And they ended up like killing themselves in real life because it was just that traumatic to well, them. Well, because that was supposed to be their good life. Yeah, and it got messed up. It's mm -hmm. that important. Makes yeah. you wonder, you know, what what it could what the positive potential could be, you know, like if it wasn't just to tap into these lower impulses of humanity, you know. It yeah. seems like it could be so much more. Yeah. It's I mean, but I'm so convinced we're in the Matrix, so this is all a long-lasting game simulation. <laughs> that robots are just toying with us. With and okay. We will wake up one day. Hopefully I won't. I'll just stay. Okay. I don't need that pill. 
Well, I thought it was like interesting in existence, like with the the car mechanic Willem Dafoe, again a, an actor we did not expect <laughs> to just like, see oh God, that's him. and be yeah. normal, uh, but. Like, how he was just like, oh, this, like, transformed my life, and she, like, did all this. But it's, like, when you're in the game, it's not very different. Like, it's still a normal world, more or less. Like, it's still mm-hmm. limited. And there, he still had, like, stupid jobs. And just, like, and then you're confined to talking to people uh, who are stuck with predetermined phrases mm-hmm. and responses. So it's, like, I don't... I was like, like, why is this one better? Why do you want to go there? Because I guess you can kill people and it has no consequences. People like it? murder. I don't know. Well, yeah, we're not going to ruin the movie. We, do we don't know. Uh, we don't even remember. Just okay. Imagine Inception, but with video games and yeah, flesh. That's, that's actually yeah, what it was. It was like over and over again. This yeah, kept they Did kept he? going down deeper to a new Yo. level of video game. He came first, so the Inception guy stole it. I mean, I believe it because I don't like him. Yeah, there you go. That's our theory. <laughs> Question us. Yeah, bring it on. <laughs> Yeah, um, man, I feel like I mentioned all the things from that. That thing was gross. And I was very upset. When he licked it, we were both, like, screaming. I don't think we made, like, inhumane noises. There were so many parts of all of his movies, though, where it was like, I wasn't scared. No. That's just why, like, like where I get it, it's like, I get why it's scary, but I would... I, I don't think it's, like, horrific. So I don't... I get why he was like, this isn't horror... He's like describing it. It's just like it's uncomfortable. It makes you feel something. It's horrifying yeah. in a way. <laughs> but it's not like scary. Because by any point in any of these movies, I'm not like, this is real. Because <laughs> like the things that are scary are the plot points, the actions. Right. Yes. The scary things are like the realities. Yeah, the actual things. And that are the happening. horrifying things are the actions. <laughs> Where it's like, I don't think Gross. Yeah, I mean, I he's, he's saying scary. really smart things that are scary about the realities of our world and making us forever remember them by traumatizing <laughs> our eyes. Oh, and you never are free. And it's genius. <laughs> We're forever because you locked always in remember that things that are vagina. hard or sad or like just upsetting. You remember those forever. It's vagina mouth. It's disgusting. <laughs> you kept touching it. That was the worst part. Like just let, like just let it go. Just leave it alone. And he was just like, and it was like very softly. Was it was talking. like, put this poison in my mouth, gash. And he's just like, he's just saying words. <laughs> he's just kind of petting like, at it. I was like, why are you I hated it so much. Ugh. I was just hiding. Like over here. You have to watch that watch. again. I didn't even watch. We, <laughs> we did only not. watched like 10 we, minutes it of it, was if we're like, being real honest. It, it just was like, it introduced the plot. And we were like, we have to leave. And then we put scanners on. And then yeah. the head exploded. And I was like, that's fine. I can handle this. You know, and I really, <laughs> handle heads one thing exploding. I really liked about scanners is like going on to like what you were saying about the power of like the mind. But then also just like the idea that like being in crowds is overwhelming and like just seeing like and how he was like very much outcasted because he like couldn't deal mm-hmm. with like all these people around him giving his thought their thoughts to him. Like he was overthinking all the time. He's overstimulated. Mm-hmm. But then also it's like People were sitting there in a crowd of people. We're anxious humans thinking everyone's talking about us in this world. He's like actually hearing all of their like thoughts about him. And of course he gets upset. 
Mm-hmm. I just thought it was like really smart how he did that. It like really like played to like anxiety. Oh, yeah. I don't think you have to read people's minds to think they're talking about you and to hear their imaginary hear thoughts and like you. feel very overwhelmed by that. I get overwhelmed in crowds all the time. Yeah. So I really liked that. And I know that's I don't know if that's what he was trying to say, but that's what I liked about it. I related to that very much. I think it's interesting in all at least in the 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 three full ones that we watched was that you don't really know who the good guy and the bad guy is. Like you oh, have a, you true, have yeah. the main character, but I wouldn't ever constitute them as a protagonist cuz you don't really know them and you don't trust them and they're not described you don't know the as reality. A, yeah, you're the not described as a reliable narrator. Like Max was a like swab. a skis ball, yeah, <laughs> who just like d- wanted to put crazy sex and violence on his TV. Yeah, and he was such a like rude God, like he's grabbing all the girls' butts in his Disgusting. office. It was just really gross to me. I was just like, you need so, to stop ugh. it. Pull yeah. guns out of your stomach and do the thing with the fire, and it's just, well, I'll be done with you. Yeah, and then like Jude Law, his character was bad because spoilers. Fast forward if you don't want to be spoiled. They <laughs> he like turns out to be like an assassin for a minute and kills her, but it was like oh this whole time I was and, and she's like assassins. I knew and then she is and yeah and it's like you just go and and the same thing with like even with um um scanners because it's like you have this company that's doing this and then you have this company that's doing it and now it's like but which company is the good one because they're also company. messing with people with the the scanner ability and they're messing with people with scanner ability and then they send him to do it and it's like what are who's where are we going who am i rooting for because honestly everyone should just be dead yeah i mean literally every single movie we watched my face was just like what is happening because what you have to relearn whatever the reality is mm-hmm. don't just know it's not what we are in to a t there's like these new rules these new things that you need to adjust to first before you can even kind of understand what's happening to like the person who's like set up as the victim. And then you can't, you don't even know what the rules are of the world. So you can't decide that they're the victim. There's so many things. We're like, no one's a victim. Everyone's terrible. We're all parasites on the world. We all are going to die. Just kidding. What? Well, that is true. But I mean, that we're all going to die. Of course. Yeah. Yes. And we are parasites on the world. Yeah. And we are we're not here. a sack of flesh technology. <laughs> as long as my hand does not turn into a gun that I pull out of my stomach, I'm cool. You know what? I'm not going to start eating learn. poison for you bugs. Shoot. I'm not going to start reading minds and exploding heads. Like, I got very few I'm not saying that I'm not going to do those things. I'm well, just saying they haven't happened Can I just yet. not be included? That's more no, so where can't. I'm at. Like, don't explode right my head. TV. Don't pull guns out of my I'm gonna stomach. I'm going to taunt you. Don't Come send to me. me to the video drone. Come to Gaby. <laughs> Disgusting. Me and the it's TV. The worst. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I feel like in ever a situation where like my reality comes into question, my response is not to be like, let me delve into that. It's to be like, I'm not having a good time right now. My mentalness is in question. My response to that is to not be here, to leave, because I will eventually revert back. Girl Girl Friday is positive. So if you liked the genre as a whole, slash the movies, slash Dave and Cronenberg, yeah. say it's My Girl Friday. Yeah, because that was 
um, Max's like secretary lady and she had a show. Yeah, and, and she, she was, was like, It's cute. your girl and Friday. And I remember that you like can being catch me on Wednesdays. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I like it was how it's misleading that. That was just his wake up call. Yeah, it's your girl Friday. Loved it. Loved yeah, it. no, that part was cool. And I think they like quote that on other shows that we've watched. Now I need to like follow up on that. So positive, it's my girl Friday. Negative would be Death to the Demoness. Death to the Demoness. My Girl Friday or your Girl Friday? Whichever you so choose. Whosever Friday is it is. <laughs> TGI so Friday. If you're for it, Girl Friday or your Girl Friday or whoever's Girl Friday. 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 Um, <laughs> and then if you hated it, Death to the Demoness. Death to the Demoness. Because fuck that shit. Get out of here. Yeah. Yeah. So. Which is from Existence. You can go first. Well, <laughs> the reason I'm here is because my girl Friday. <laughs> yes. Yes. Because he has impacted you in such a positive way, in a thrilling way. Yes. Thank you for sharing him with us. Well, yeah. thank you for uh, <laughs> revisiting this with me. <laughs> yeah, I felt like I've learned some stuff. I will say. <laughs> It's not my girl Friday. It's uh, <laughs> death to that demoness for like 80% of everything that I saw. Not because I didn't think it was like great, but because I just really wish that my eyes had not seen it. <laughs> um, no. I think if the message was as it was, I mean, I wouldn't have remembered. It's so smart. Yes. I am like totally enthralled by him. I think he is a genius. Mm -hmm. Do I ever want to rewatch any of it? No. I'm traumatized <laughs> enough. Yeah. I totally get the message. I'm on board with what he's I'm pits, or sniffing what he's stepping in or You're picking up picking what, he's, up what down. he's been down. Yeah, like I'm about it. Get it? Don't ever need to be re-exposed cuz it's it's drilled into my brain. It's forever in there. Oh, okay. I tried to get the people out of my brain. I drilled the thing in my Head and now I blow people's heads up with my mind. <laughs> yeah. So that's where I'm at with it. How about you, Gabe? Right on. Yeah, I think for David Cronenberg himself, I'm your girl Friday. Because I think he's brilliant. And I like what he did with the place, which is my brain. And he <laughs> <laughs> renovated completely. Yeah, it's all different now. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's a whole different space. Uh, the feng shui is all over. Uh, but I, it was very intriguing. And each one was so different and in, yeah. in like very unique and also complex and just purely entertaining. And I do think I'm going to try to watch Naked Lunch. I am. I'm just gonna have to right. fast I'll forward to after the so cockroach. We have to pass. Yeah, let me know. <laughs> and I'm screaming, <laughs> but to some, to some of the scenes and just like, although I I I enjoy feeling uncomfortable about some things, but a lot of it was like death to the demoness, and that I was just like, why? Especially mouth noises. Yeah. In this this latest one, Videodrome. There's so much just like gross sound. Yeah. body sounds and it. Oh, I don't like it. Which is yeah, why it it's like, why does Gabe edit this podcast where all it is is mouth sounds? <laughs> gonna murder both of you. This episode's gonna end with us, you guys being <laughs> murdered by me and my gun hand, my finger guns. Literally. Pull it out of your stomach. Because <laughs> yes. otherwise it's not real. Because my, my v VHS tape of the past. Yes. The human VCR. Yes. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, Kat, uh, don't get married, delete your kids. Yeah. Um, Deb, don't get married, delete your kids. And. Bye. Your heads will explode. Okay, cool. Bye, guys. <laughs> Bye. Rewind. <laughs>